Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 2020 Psych. I'm one of your hosts, Claire Kay, and I'm joined today by my father. I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hello, my name is Dr. Hernandez. I'm a double board certified psychiatrist. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We have been away for a few weeks. We apologize for not putting out any new episodes. Life caught up to us. Um, as you know, the world is slowly but surely opening back up again, and we have been caught in the midst of that, just busy with other life affairs that we weren't able to get another episode out to you guys, so we apologize, but we felt that it was very important to put one out in the month of May because it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so we're going to talk a bit about that, as well as just some updates on COVID, vaccine rollouts, uh, opening up again, and I'm going to go ahead and pass it on to my dad. Well, we like to think that every month is Mental Health Month, but May has de- has been officially designated in the United States as uh, Mental Health Month. Uh, so it, it was important for us to get an episode out in this month to commemorate uh, the month of May and the importance of uh, spreading the word on mental health. So we're glad that you can join us. And we're happy to report that in the United States, the CDC just announced that over half of the adult population has been fully vaccinated. So kudos to to Americans for getting out and getting the vaccine. Uh, Unfortunately, in other parts of the world, uh, the rollout has been slow. We understand that the surge that is ongoing in India, um, that only under 4% of their population has been vaccinated. So that's very unfortunate for them. Our our hearts and prayers go out to all the, 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 the folks out there that have been suffering through the pandemic. And uh, unfortunately, you would think that by now, uh, the vaccines would be available to the entire world population. So, but unfortunately that has not been the case. I want to talk about India a bit further later on, but I want to circle back right now to the vaccine rollout in the U.S. Like you said, the CDC said half of U.S. Americans are vaccinated. We spoke about this um, not too long ago that men in particular have been hesitant to get a vaccine. Have you read anything about why that is? And what do you think we could do to further promote vaccination amongst the male population? Well, there are certain barriers to vaccines in in some men uh, only because there's been some misinformation, as you know. And and I think that part of it is due to, um, in addition to cultural factors, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine with the hesitancy with the suspension of its use for a while, I think contributed to some of the suspicion to vaccines in general. And there was misinformation in the sense that people felt that this applied to all the vaccines. And and so it's not just men that have been hesitant to, to get the vaccines, but the entire uh, population, including women, have been hesitant for, again, cultural factors that there's just a certain fearness that the vaccines are still the conspiracy theories that the that ranging from chips in the vaccine to 
uh, it being toxic and um, there's religious advocates that uh, are against the vaccine. So there's just a, a myriad of factors that uh, I think have made people hesitant to go out and get the vaccines. And, and, and I think that it's the responsibility of our leadership to promote this, to educate the public that it's a public health concern, that the truth of the matter is, is that physicians recommend it and public health officials do as well. There may be other political and religious issues that uh, go against it, but when it comes to experts in the field, it's universal that everyone should get a vaccine. I don't think there's much of an argument uh, against that. There was, uh, we spoke to, I spoke to a family member recently. Uh, she has a daughter, my cousin, that is like high school age. And she was telling me about that there's a pretty dominant, not dominant group, but a sizable group of women and people in general that believe that the vaccines cause women, particularly young girls, to be infertile. Where do you think rumors like that stem from? And how can we debunk that for people to feel more safe? Well, I do feel that it's the responsibility of our leaders to make these issues clear that there's no evidence to suggest that there may be infertility associated with the vaccines. So I think this is a, a misinformation that gets promoted um, through social media. But the fact of the matter is that this, these, these, these things are not true for the most part. And, you know, we did have some issues with th things that weren't getting reported when during our last meeting. We've, our last uh, podcast, we spoke about how the CDC does not include mental health side effects or psychological side effects in, in their data gathering. And I have the suspicion that uh, there are some side adverse effects uh, by the vaccines in regards to depression and anxiety that have not been reported because there's nowhere there's nowhere to report them. So, but in re in regards to other things that are are reported, like physical symptoms, infertility is not one of them. So. When we also spoke last time, we talked about how the vaccines were getting studied for their approval in kids. And this past month, in, or in the month of May, it, they have been approved for 12 years old and up. So I think that was uh, a nice finding. So that's in, now that, that our, the kids and, our, and teenagers are getting vaccinated, I think that's going to go a long ways in, in uh, keeping the, the virus at bay. What happened? What so? What exactly happened with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine? Is it discontinued? Are they still distributing it? No, it's been resumed. Uh, I think it was it was suspended for a short while, but it's it's it was it's approved by the FDA and the European Union and other countries. Uh, so it's it's been used again. It's restarted. So one of the main points of this episode is. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I just want to talk about, we, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a little less than a year now. Uh, we have a handful of episodes, 
we've been doing what we think is our part, our best, to spread some awareness of mental health and mental illness. And I wanted to just get your thoughts on, I, you know, Oprah is like coming out with like a mental health podcast or something. And while that's great, it's great that there's mainstream people that have a lot of influence and a lot of power and a lot of money that, you know, bring light to this, uh, which is mental health. But what do you think are the dangers in someone like Oprah, who isn't a doctor, who didn't go to med school, who hasn't been practicing um, psychiatry? Um, what do you think are the kind of the dangers in someone like that? voicing their opinion when they don't necessarily have the expertise well uh, she's a brilliant woman obviously and i'm sure she's going to have experts on her show that will educate the people uh given that again they're they're experts she's going to have highly qualified people i'm sure and i think the fact that she's bringing attention to mental health i think that's a great thing uh all celebrities should get behind this, I think, and all government leaders should too. The more awareness that is brought to psychiatry, psychology, mental health in general, I think that's a positive. So I, I hope that she brings people that will elucidate the public on mental health issues, and I'm sure she will. She was just the first person that came to mind. I didn't mean to specifically call her out, but I'm also just thinking in asking that like the platform tiktok um there's just so many quote-unquote experts on there that have been doing this for years and studying this and they read this book and this article and just kind of giving their two cents on something as serious as bipolar disorder or what medications you should avoid because of these particular side effects while I think it's great that a platform like TikTok gives people the space to talk about their feelings and perhaps their experiences with their own mental health or mental illness, it seems a bit, for lack of a better word, dangerous or misleading that some someone in the middle of Iowa who's a self-proclaimed mental health expert can give their opinion on depression and that can get over a hundred thousand likes well you're right there's again some there's a lot of misinformation but, but what i would like to share with uh, right now is something that was reported recently by the national institute of mental health which is the leading institution in, in many ways for research and so forth in the united states and what they they collected a year's worth of data on mental health and the and the pandemic and that's what I want to share at this point and what they found was that um, given that this was an unprecedented stress uh, that was of course brought on by COVID-19 that the rate of anxiety and depression and all mental illness symptoms was doubled than what it was prior to the pandemic and sadly uh, schizophrenics were uh, 10 times more likely to develop a uh, COVID-19 infection and three times more likely to die from an infection 
So that was a thing, I think, very tragic news, but that those were in fact the findings. Other findings that, that they shared was that uh, the National uh, Suicide Hotline uh, was uh, in heavy use, uh, to put it uh, in, in the best words I can. But what they found with one of their surveys uh, that involved over 500 adults, they, they reported that of these over 500 adults, 95% of them felt that talking to somebody on the phone prevented them from taking their lives. So, uh, you know, we we recently reported on this on this uh, platform that 988 was the new mental health crisis line, which in fact is true, but it will not be fully implemented until July of 22. And there's some uh, tele uh, cellular carriers that are already using it, like T-Mobile. But by law, it'll be it was signed into law by President Trump uh, before he left office, and it will be in full effect by uh, July of 22, which I think is going to be uh, something that's going to be tremendous in helping patients uh, stay alive and, and, and will lead to the prevention of suicide. So. Another finding from the NIMH uh, study was that patients that, or the, those that stayed home uh, during the the pandemic that were in lockdown had lower rates of suicide than people that were not in lockdown. So I thought that was an interesting finding as well. So that's generally the summary uh, of their findings is that uh, psychological psychiatric symptoms were double than what they normally will, were during pre-pandemic. Uh, schizophrenics suffered the most during this from the mental health, the serious mental illness group, and and, and finally that uh, suicide prevention outline did reduce the number of deaths. So these were all, I think, uh, interesting findings. So with the light kind of being able to see the light at the end of this COVID tunnel, it's been a long year, it's been over a year, it's been a long time. Uh, what do you, when do you, hmm, how do I question this? When's the right time for someone to seek out therapy who's been struggling? Maybe they had a personal loss of a family member to COVID or any other type of loss during this time, when's a great time for them to reach out and seek help professionally? Well, mental health has become more available. I think uh, one of the things that came out of this was the telepsychiatry, telehealth, telemedicine, virtual therapy. So in theory, uh, mental health uh, treatment should be a little more accessible and even to this day, most of, uh, of my colleagues are practicing virtually. So I think that's a good thing if, if it's going to lead to more access to care. So I think if, if, if you're suffering from any of the residual, then again, uh, by all indications, uh, by the NIMH results at least, there's going to be twice the number of people that are going to be seeking help. So if you need help, reach out to your local department of mental health. They should be able to, to assist you and in, in uh, 
if you get to the point where you're really feeling suicidal, very down, there's the, the, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. So please reach out. Help is available. So with the new CDC guidelines, there's been a lot of controversy about wearing mask, not wearing mask. What what when is it appropriate to take your mask off if you're fully vaccinated? Is that okay? What are your thoughts on that? How should we as a collective move forward? Well, fortunately, the vaccine seemed to offer protection against COVID-19 and some of the more um, infectious uh, variants, such as the the one from India. However, I think it's prudent still for people to wear their mask just for your own safety. Uh, if you're tired of wearing a mask, we understand that, uh, totally get that. But if you're not in a situation where you, where you don't know if other people are vaccinated, then it may be prudent just to keep wearing it because as much as we all want this to be over, it's not over yet. And again, we are seeing you know the light at the end of the tunnel, as 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 we say. But it's still, I think, prudent to be to use caution and and keep as much of the measures as you can. I think it's just uh, wiser and safer to continue doing that. Yeah, I want to reiterate that that wearing a mask not only just protects it, the people around you even if you are vaccinated, but it protects yourself if someone isn't vaccinated and they're potentially COVID positive, you still can get COVID even when you are vaccinated. Yes, you are more protected, but just as a precaution to protect yourself and the ones you are coming home to, we are going to strongly recommend that you keep wearing your mask well into the summer because like my dad just said, COVID may be getting better in the U.S., in L.A. County specifically, but it's not better overall globally. And as a global community, we need to keep that in mind. We want to thank you for your attention and we wish you the best. And uh, if you need us to talk to you about a, a specific uh, topic, please reach out to us. We'll be happy to to engage with you and, and, and try to bring uh, some more awareness, which this is all about. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you next week for a new episode. Thank you and have a great day wherever you are.